Sometime during the weekend, a heavy acid rain started to fall over the city, and with it came some basic health concerns. A representative of the city's Department of Clouds, Dust, and Ghosts stated in a public address Monday afternoon that absolutely under no circumstances should anybody go out into the rain, despite it being, and I'm quoting here, really far out, man. The representative went on to ask the assembled journalists how they knew they were all seeing the same color purple when they said they were seeing the color purple, and what does silence really sound like anyway, before running off to play with a balloon. I'm Anonymous Cubed, and these are the things I learn about and piece together when I'm walking the streets of Terminal City, the dreamy wannabe cyberpunk metropolis where I live. In my role as a part-time paranormal investigator, I try to keep track of the various forms of weirdness I encounter throughout my walks to see if I can find evidence of a larger conspiracy or some sort of pattern. Like maybe if I put it all on a map, it'll make a cool design or spell out a word or something. First, I went downtown to where they were still dealing with the calamity of the previous weekend when an art collective known only as Hot Shot Larry and his Cool Jive duo set off a large imaginary bomb in the middle of Robson Square. Absolutely no damage was done to any structure and no real people were injured, but 12 imaginary friends had been, to use the technical term, blown to smithereens, their imaginary limbs and organs still scattered about the square like somebody had spilled an imaginary butcher shop all over the street. One witness to the blast told me that it was like something out of an imaginary movie. When I pressed them for a title, the witness said, Oh, I don't know, maybe something like Two Hours Till Breakfast or Residual Earnings. That one would probably have a Bruce Willis type. But the police were requesting that if anybody had any information about the hotshot Larry and his cool jive duo art collective, that they please keep that information to themselves, as discussing an art collective was one of the worst and most effective ways of encouraging it to spread. What's best is to just pretend like they don't exist, the same strategy the police had recommended for our city's homeless population. And it worked with them, didn't it? Bragged the chief of police at an unrelated press conference across town. I don't hear anybody complaining. He went on to say, ignoring several follow-up questions and the fact that he was standing on an old man's throat. I did run into a tired old creep. What appeared to be a four-foot-tall duck in a soup-stained zoot suit who insisted on telling me all about a fire which had broken out that morning down in the old rubber tire and fireworks dump just outside of the city. My witness to the outbreak described the process of the pyrotechnics slowly igniting within the tires as being, and I'm quoting here, Like really trippy dude, like wild and crazy beautiful. 
like God dropping starburst candies from on high, sugar skittles melting into radial bursts of techno-color glory swaddled with swirls of inky black smoke as thick as licorice strands, growing up and up and up and on into the sky, reaching out to touch the walls of heaven. It sounded like the fire was drawing a bit of a crowd, and city health advisors had been sent out to warn people that the acid rain might be aggravating the situation and making the fireworks look specifically extra, and I'm quoting here, trippy. You can always tell a city health advisor by the bulbous lenses and prolonged beaks of their stylishly hot pink plague doctor uniforms. An unknown but high-ranking official from the city had even gone down to the scene of the fire and was recommending to locals that they just go home and try enjoying more wholesome activities, such as eating a small apple or standing completely motionless while humming quietly. Just outside of Robson Square, I sat and read a local paper with some local news. TV and movie star Megan McMeggins had announced that they were set to begin filming the follow-up to last year's box office hit, Pumpernickel and Jack, with the sequel currently titled The Return of Pumpernickel and Jack, Part 2. When it was pointed out that the title was a bit confusing, Megan McMeggins hissed angrily at reporters before puking up what appeared to be a partially digested cat. In other entertainment news, Megan McMegan's publicist stated in his third press conference this week that his client is definitely not a large gila monster that's been dressed up in a famous actor's clothing and fitted with a clumsy wig. The real Megan McMegan's, the agent assured all gathered at the conference, is for sure still a normal human lady. And that, stated the agent, will never change. As I walked past a schoolyard, I noticed that all the children outside were crying. In fact, all over the city, the children were crying. Crying. Crying for cry cream, the tasty new treat made from the frozen tears of sad cows. What makes the cows so sad? Say the farmers, you don't want to know. When pressured to reveal their secret, the farmers followed up with, No, I mean you really don't want to know. By mid-afternoon, it had been discovered and publicly disclosed that the cloud of acid rain had been perpetrated by the notorious Terminal City resident, mean old Dr. Buzzkill. You know, the evil scientist who lives in that large castle on the precipice of the Great Cliff overlooking the shadowy ravine over on 45th Street, just down the way from the old haunted blockbuster. Dr. Buzzkill claimed the whole cloud of acid rain thing was all part of a cool new viral marketing stunt for a forthcoming soft drink. But nevertheless, the police hauled him out into the street and proceeded to beat the doctor with their nightsticks while a crowd of onlookers cheered. Of course, 
Dr. Buzzkill swore he'd have his revenge, but that seems unlikely to happen, being as he's only done that sort of thing eight or nine times before. What are the odds on that? Is that unlikely? Maybe it's probable. I can't be sure. I don't math well. And finally, as if to prove that last point I'd just been making, I lost $30 to a teenage mutant gecko in cargo shorts and flip-flops betting on the local ball game when a large jungle cat, possibly a puma or a jaguar, ran out into the playing field and consumed a third of the visiting team, thus forcing them to forfeit the game. That's what I get for not putting my money on the home team, but I've never been comfortable with betting on the Terminal City testicle cancers. I also feel like it was a mistake to let all those drunk high schoolers onto the naming committee, but I suppose what's done is done. Anyway, I'm Anonymous Cubed, and these are the streets of Terminal City where I live. I walk these streets, these twisted, lonely, dreamlike streets. I see what's going on, and then I come home and I tell you, Because if I don't, well, then it's almost like it never really happened.